The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast, featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. Ingram, my BF, took it to the house and finished it off with a nice little spinorama at the end. It was a thing of beauty. Your, your pillow talk uh, that evening must have been spectacular. Amazing. Oh yeah, I'm, I put that one on the spank bank. Should we retry this? You can't make Ralph do the ad again. <laughs> and now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. <laughs> oh, the, the horn, Dave, it gets me every time, I swear to God. It's the best. Um, best sound we've ever had. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm watching I'm watching NFL Network right now. It said Ziggy Ansah visited with the Seahawks today. Are you Ziggy okay? Anta, Ziggy Ansah, that dude, he is making the um the tour. But before we get to that, I want to tell people about our newest friends from at SeatGeek. Let them take the com- confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite games, concerts, or shows and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know you are getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot means it's a good deal, Dave. A yellow dot means it's so-so. A red dot means it's terrible and you're possibly buying a counterfeit ticket uh, so use the promo code ACAA at checkout and receive $20 off your first purchase that's two free beers at the stadium on them what are you waiting for that's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek SeatGeek Life's and Events they have the tickets alright if, if, if the 2019 Saints draft was an event uh and we were buying tickets for it. What 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 color dot would we give the Saints draft? <laughs> I think I think you got to give, I think you got to give the Saints gra- gra- draft a green light. And here's here's why. I, you know, the big thing last night after the NFL draft was Game of Thrones. And I know you and Andrew don't watch Game of Thrones, so y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. But I feel like nerd alert, nerd alert. <laughs> I feel like the Saints draft was like a dragon on Game of Thrones in that Mickey Loomis is the dragon and he is just breathing fire and burning assets left and right like the dragon in Game of Thrones. They just burn White Walkers. They burn humans. They burn animals. They don't give a fuck. They just burn everything. Uh, so I think that's why Mickey Loomis sure. is a dragon just burning future assets left and right. Um, the interesting thing about the Saints is – they traded up, and it stunned not a person in the world in New Orleans. And Dave, the thing that was so shocking is the Saints had no picks, and yet of all the markets in America, the only market that had a higher rating than New Orleans was Nashville, where they had the draft, and it was a giant party, and like 200,000 people went to watch the draft live. But New Orleans, people, it had the second highest share. The Saints didn't even have any picks, and, and but New Orleans people do to watch because they know jazz. Mickey Loomis is trading up. <laughs> and it's Jazz Fest weekend. Yeah. And we have beautiful weather. I, I was at Jazz Fest both days. Uh, I wasn't paying attention at all. I was just getting the alerts on my phone and, and saying, oh, okay. that's." So, well, I, you know, that just shows we are we are rabid. We are rabid for, for Saints Anything related yes. to the Saints. And, uh, you know, uh, we've got one guy on this podcast who's had his <laughs> uncle mail, snail mail him tapes across the Atlantic Ocean every week. Wait, who, wait, who is that? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that – I don't think – I don't think that we had the biggest share, a big share because, uh, or a big rating or whatever, because we knew the Saints were going to trade up. I, you know, you know, I, I mean, they had no picks, though. They, they no, had... I know, I, well, I, I know, but well, I, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I mean, right. I think it, I think it plays. 
I think it plays a not insignificant part in the fact that Saints fans, as a fan base, know that the Saints are going to trade up, so they have to watch. I, you know, I, I think if New England didn't have a first-round pick this year, or, team, or, or the Rams, or Seattle, teams that are known as manipulating the draft and accumulating assets and trading down, I think it would have been lower because they'd have said, we don't have a first-round pick. They're not going to burn more assets to move up. That's not what they do. But the Saints, Andrew... Trading up is not just a, a football move. It's a fucking lifestyle at this point. Like, not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a community thing. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's there's something about the culture that, uh, I mean, on Sundays, the whole town is doing one thing. I don't think you can say that for any other city. No, I, I, uh, I definitely think that's true. Uh, I mean, you know, Salt Lake City, everybody's going to church on Sunday. (laughs) Or or watching the jazz. But (laughs) as for the draft, which the Saints traded up, and and if you didn't listen to the podcast on uh, Friday or Saturday, I missed it completely. I left my phone outside. Dave and Andrew and Kevin are texting furiously. I walked up. Went to bathe my kid. The Saints had already picked. I walked right through my den, missed it completely, uh, and the Saints traded up to get a center. But Dave, me and Andrew have been doing stuff all weekend. By the way, if you're if you sign up at seven dollars a month, you can get access to all the stuff we're doing. But Dave, we haven't gotten your thoughts at all. What was your thoughts when you saw that the Saints traded up for a center? Yeah, well, I, I have. I'll talk about that, and then I want to make sure that I give you and Andrew a, a pat on the back after I, I make my point where I talk about uh, their second-round pick. But oh, this uh, should be good. <laughs> I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm actually. It's not being a lie. Genuine. If you believe it. Um, I I love the pick. You know, I love Eric McCoy. Uh, from everything I read about him, everybody speaks highly of him. The guy ran a four eight nine forty. Uh, he's obviously very athletic. He only let up one sack in like what his entire college career. Yeah. Uh, and they on... and Texas A&M played Clemson, who had like wow. their entire right. defensive line got drafted. Right, right, right. And um, you know, not only that, but I somebody on Saints Reddit. You know, there's uh, put together a list of the only linemen or the only centers who have ever run a sub five 40 yard dash. And like all of them are like all pros uh, at the least pro bowlers, uh, some Hall of Famers, um, you know, that that doesn't necessarily prove anything, but uh, it's good company to be in. So, I mean, I love the pick. Obviously, it showed you guys talked about what I said about. You know, Max Unger retiring, I, I think, obviously, threw the Saints for a loop. And I, I, I'm getting I'm starting to think maybe they weren't expecting it um, that to happen. And so, you know, it just sucks because, you know, if Unger is still here. I think the Saints. Ca- ca- this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And can use their draft pick on somebody else. 
Um, but it definitely seems like they were drafting for need and they had a guy. In the, I liked in, it though. You called it like the butterfly the effect, right? Like one thing leads to another well, leads to well, another. Because I, because, well, yeah, because I'm saying like if Unger doesn't retire, then they don't need to sign Nick Easton maybe. Uh, or at the very least, they don't need to trade up and draft this center guy because obviously they think center is important, and I get why they think center is important. I mean, the Saints have always placed a high value on the interior offensive line with Carl Nix and uh, you know Larry Warford, and they've always made you know a lot of their big free agent signings have always been you know guards like that or interior guys or centers because you know i'm not saying drew is short but he's certainly not the tallest guy and uh he needs help when he wants to see over the middle and obviously he's getting older and i I think the saints know that if they want to maximize drew Brees, uh his potential um and later in his career here uh i think the number one thing to do is make sure he's protected and on his feet so he can do what he does best because you certainly don't want to see him uh you know have to rush have to scramble get injured uh even worse so uh so again i like the pick you know obviously there is no All way. Right, that... let, well, where's where's the compliment? Yeah, it's, coming, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Hold on. It's, it's the build you're, re- you're really you're really I'm making me this. sweat this out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and I mean, obviously, they had to trade up to get this guy if he was the guy he wanted. He he had already fallen pretty pretty far. You know, Andrew, I heard you. You did your 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 uh, money ball. You know, spreadsheet thing. There spreadsheet that he didn't mention until. Right. The draft had started. Like, that had been something you could have mentioned to us, you know, like the last month, Andrew. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I'm surprised to see them take two safeties, uh, although, again. Uh, wait, wait. Did you just say we? Yeah. Speak, speak for yourself, bro. Although, Cha- Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, again, I think is. Did you not hear our uh, amazing uh, evalu- evals of all these draftees? <laughs> I toured the country getting right. NFC right. scouts to speak to me. That's yeah, we a, we I, had a couple guys, people. man. David Blood Sills, he didn't years, even make man. it. He didn't even get picked. He didn't get drafted. That's are right. You, we you, did oh, research on guys that weren't getting picked. Dave. Wow. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Wait a minute. Why? Why did you do a whole profile on a guy that wound up not getting picked? Is he that terrible, or, or, or did something major happen? Was he caught? He was rated as like. I think it, I think it was kind of a big surprise. I think it was a big surprise. He didn't get drafted. He was like a third. He was rated anywhere from. I saw him in the anywhere from like 120 to to 180 as rated. Um, I don't know, man. And 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 the Saints like sent a bunch of people to West Virginia, but I guess they were just looking at the quarterback. I don't know. Like I was surprised. I was, I was pretty. I thought Foster Morrow for LSU was going to be one of those guys that people thought was going to get picked and then would slide into the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and the Saints would be able to get him. But nah, John Gruden went up and got him. Uh, by the way, I didn't know till today that Foster Morrow went to the same school that my son goes to. Oh, like like grade school. So he's probably soft then, because he's super upper, <laughs> he's super <laughs> duper middle class. Uh, he's lived oh, a pampered lifestyle. <laughs> he he went to Jesuit. That's right. That's right. That's where is my that son. where you're gonna is that where you're gonna send your kid, Dave? Uh, he's gonna go wherever he wants to go, but it's more than likely that that's where he's gonna want to go. Yes. My whole my whole family went to Jesuit pretty much. Well, then I'm going to have to get him, get him to change his mind then. <laughs> yep, there I went go. to Brother Mark. Uh, there, there's the Dave I know. <laughs> there He's you dad. go. There Ooh. you go. Yeah, I was worried for a second there. Um, no. But, uh, you know, the, the, the one that interests me is the undrafted free agent, you know, for two reasons. One, because he, people keep talking about him. You know, he's a wide receiver. Lil Jordan Humphrey. Uh, and that's, that's not my name for him. That's not my, that's not just the cute little nickname I came up with for him. That's his name. His name's Lil 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 Jordan Humphrey. And uh, but you know after after the Saints signed him, everybody was talking about how oh he's a steal. Uh, he was awesome in college. He's perfect for the Saints. Um, so I think out of all the undrafted free agents, he's the one that's um, got everybody most excited. But we got to talk. You've just guaranteed that he will be total garbage. Well, time. if he's total garbage, we he's get to do the crying game. Jordan meme. So I it's, feel like it's win-win all around. In training camp, there's a guy that everyone's obsessed with out of the undrafted rookie class. 
guy that ends up making the team is like JT Gray and Taylor Stallworth, like the two guys. Yeah. That no one. Talks I would. I wish if. And this is another reason why people you need to donate and you need to subscribe and become a member. Uh, support us seven dollars a month you get a daily saints podcast this is another reason to become a patron is if we can raise enough money we could hire an intern and one of the things that i would want the intern to do is i'd have them build an excel spreadsheet and track all the players going forward that saints twitter and media people gush over in 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 training camp and swear up and down that they'll never ever possibly clear waivers if the saints cut them uh, who was the white linebacker from Canada last year that they they cut? That oh, pe- uh, Eric Big Harris? Hill. No, Big oh, Hill. Adam, Adam Big, Big Hill. Yeah, Adam Big Hill. Like I got into like like Twitter screaming matches, like three and four people. I'm like, I think they can cut oh, oh, the Saints, shorts. Saints fans, were, Saints fans were ready to start him over Demario Davis. Yeah, like I think they can cut the slow, small white linebacker and be okay. I'm, and get him this through waivers. Even, this this isn't even tongue in cheek. Like this isn't even a joke. Saints fans wanted to cut AJ Klein and keep Adam Big Hill. <laughs> it's true. That was an actual thing. It was. Which is. We're, but we're it, getting we're getting we're getting off topic here. We're, we're supposed to be talking about Lil Jordan. <laughs> Lil Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> I'm I'm buy some stock and in we, Little we Jordan. We talked about it. You just cursed him. I'm I'm <laughs> talking about Little Little Jordan Humphreys. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have. A fantastic <laughs> mini camp and be a guy like yeah. he's gonna have. They're gonna uh, Katzenstein or uh, who's another beat writer for the, this? Uh, because Nick's gone, I can't think. Of, there'll be one or two beat writers that'll do glowing features on him, and he will be the hot name going into July of the UDFAs. That is my prediction. We, if if I could we, buy uh, stock in him, I would. Are we doing this bracket? Oh yeah, we, we well, today? We can... No, not tonight. We're not doing that. It's nine forty-eight. Well, we can knock out a couple. Let's oh let's God. do. Uh, we'll do the bracket. We'll we'll do. Um, we'll do half of the uh, half Sorry, of the second, second round. Half of the second round. That's only four matchups. We can yeah. that, we can do that quick. Yeah. Let's so, let's do this little Sean Payton bracket. Little <laughs> <laughs> Sean. All right, so round two, the number one seed, Greenbrier, versus the 16 seed, the Hauser Pyramid Scheme. Should I play both of those uh, previews things, or should we just continue on? We'll just continue let's on. Just, uh, yeah, let's going, con- yeah, I mean, this is hard, because I feel like the Greenbrier was cursed and was clearly made the Saints soft and was clearly a main contributor to the 7-9 and nine sadness loop, Dave. But if you're going on bad decisions for Sean Payton, the pyramid, the, the Hauser uh, movie tax pyramid scheme cost him 145 grand. So, I mean, money's money, man. I'm going Hauser pyramid scheme here. So who you got, Dave? Uh, oh, me. Um, well, yeah, this is this is technically this is about Sean Payton and his decisions um, and how they affected him in his life. Um, so obviously the Saints went seven and nine, three seasons after they went to West Virginia. But Sean Payton, one, still has a job. He's dating Miss West Virginia. Um, so. And he's still out that hundred and forty thousand dollars that Kevin Hauser screwed him out of. So I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go with you, Ralph. I'm gonna say the pyramid scheme. Yeah, well, I, I talked about um, all my reasons why I love the Greenbrier. I still think blaming the Greenbrier for the Saints. You know what killed the Saints? It was drafting Jerris Bird and sorry, <laughs> signing signing, Jer- signing Jerris Bird, and it was drafting guys like Stanley Jean Baptiste, and it was, you know terrible play on the field and kickers missing kicks. I mean, it wasn't the Greenbrier had nothing to do with that stuff. I don't fact, know, man. Poor, gr- poor roster construction, oh, etc. The, wall, the wallpaper could have led to I the, the wall decision making. I think the wallpaper and the mild climate, man, it made them soft. It made them soft. If they'd have been if they'd have if they'd have been training in the South Louisiana heat in 2014, they'd have gone 8 and 8 and won the South. I believe it in my heart. 
Well, I'm looking at pictures right now, mug shots of Wayne Reed, who is Kevin Hauser's buddy. And I'm looking at a picture of Kevin Hauser also. These are headshots. And I look at these two dudes' faces and how you could ever think it's a good idea to give these both of these idiots hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a clean sweep. Uh, I wish I wish we had that technological capability of letting people see these guys' faces right now. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're at a computer, you should Google right now. You should Google Kevin Hauser and look at his face and look at this guy, Kevin Reed, R-E-A-D. Look at his face and you tell me, or sorry, it's Wayne Reed, Wayne R-E-A-D. Um, look at his face and you tell me, would you give that guy $100,000? I'm saying hell. I'm saying hell no. It's like uh, the end of. Uh, I was watching the end of Step Brothers. I just want to punch you in the face. Yeah, it's just, it's just something about your that. face that just makes me want to punch you right in your mouth, mouth hole. <laughs> your mouth hole. They should have just taken that hundred forty-five thousand dollars and set it on fire. Well, that's uh, a huge upset. We need the air horn. Yeah. Oh yeah. The this. Or we could do, yeah. or we could do this sound of breaking news. We have an upset. <laughs> the Greenbrier has lost. Details at eleven. Uh, all right, so another second round match update. Uh, Dave, I'll let you kick this one off because this has your boy in it. Number eight seed Ducks in a Row email versus number nine Nick Fairley contract extension. Mm. Shit, this one's tough. Um, <laughs> it is, man. I mean, you know, obviously, I've got a, I've got a vested interest in Nick Fairley continuing on in this in this tournament. Um, man, but the whole ducks in a row thing, you know, I said in the first round, it's not really, not really fair that Peyton, you know, that Roger Goodell's bias and stupidity. Uh, Shit, who do I go with this? I'm gonna go with uh this is really tough. I'm gonna go I'm going with the I don't know, and is the Nick Fairley is the Nick Fairley That might have been a Mickey Loomis decision too. Uh, I'm 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 gonna go with Fairley. I think Fairley was the worst decision. I can't uh, believe you even thought about that for a second. <laughs> No, no, no. I have to. I have yeah, to give, I, I have I to give this were, bracket the, the the time, attention, and respect it deserves. I thought you were going to give Nick Fair. I mean, you, I thought you were going to vote him straight through to the championship. No, no, no. I'm an honest man. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be biased just, you know, just because. All right. So first of all, someone in the chat is saying, uh, is saying, uh, I love how tired y'all sound. Well, uh, my my in laws are in town, so I have to be quiet. I can't be waking people. My in laws. Yeah. So, so that's my excuse. Um, it's not actual fatigue. But um, let's see. Fairly extension. I mean, uh, ducks in a row email. I don't know. I'm going to wait. I'm going to let Ralph pick first, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go the fairly extension just because I know ducks in a row was bad. And that's part of why... Sean Payton got got destroyed in Bounty Gate and headset out of the air, but the next matchup is really the main reason. That fairly extension, you know, it worked out okay because they were great in 2017 and it was fine. But man, when I remember when that news hit and we were like, oh my god, the doctors fucked it up again. Like, how did this happen <laughs> that they just gave Nick Fairley 30-plus million dollars and it's voided and it's over? And, oh, by the way, Teron Armstead is out for a lot of the year and Unger might not be ready for the beginning. I remember it was like the turd cherry on top of a horrible uh, uh, summer. And, um, and uh, man, it was just – it was just – I, I I gotta go. Um, I gotta go. I gotta go. Nick Fairley. Cool. Uh, well, I can't allow a clean sweep here, so I'll go ducks in a row. All right. So uh, the next matchup is um, number four, Brandon Browner 
number 13, allowing Cirillo in the building. One of you needs to go for a long time. I'm going through the Joe Vitt quotes on Cirillo, and I've got to find the money one. So one of you vote but filibuster for like 45 seconds while I look for the quote. All right, Dave, you go. I'm looking up Brandon Browner's stats right now. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I got to make a decision. I don't even I don't even get the benefit of uh, any of your research or data. Um, all right, hold on. Let me let me just read you this article <laughs> I just pulled up. All right, all right. This is an article uh, on CBS Sports from Sean Wagner McGo. Uh, I don't know. Um, he said the Saints' defense isn't in need of a single statistic to sum up its historically awful season. But there's more than a few readily available. Neither does Brandon Browner, the team's starting cornerback and captain, who is the center of the Saints' struggles both on and off the field. But Monday night, Matthew Stafford burned the Saints' defense for three touchdowns. Browner made history. The kind of history that perfectly represents his first season in New Orleans. On Monday night, Browner broke the NFL's single-season penalty record. According to the Times-Picune, Browner has now been flagged 24 times this season. 21 were accepted. That breaks an NFL record. I just want to point out that Browner was so bad that he was flagged three times, and teams declined his penalty because he couldn't even stop the play. (laughs) <laughs> right that, um, yeah yeah so that that's that's worth noting but uh that breaks an nfl record which was set by chester pitts of the texans in 2003 when he was flagged 22 times it's worth noting however that the nfl only began tracking individual penalties in 1999 um so 11 of these were defensive holding he had three pass interference three face masks three unnecessary roughness <laughs> one offsides, one illegal contact, one illegal block above above the waist, and one illegal use of hands. It blows my mind that they didn't start keeping track of individual penalties until 1999. I mean, All right. we, we were in we were in high now, school now, now in the 90s. In mind, that, that, that meant when we were in high school, we couldn't even right. like we had All no right. factual evidence to decide how many people. All right, had granted, penalties. granted, what Andrew just said about Brandon Brown sounds terrible. But I want to read, I want to take you people back to 2012 when uh, the Bounty Gate stuff was going on and the uh, national treasure that was Joe Vitt as the Saints interim coach was getting deposed by Mary Jo White. And this is what he said about Mike Cirillo. Mike Cirillo is a liar, okay? A liar. If I took Mike Cirillo, who is sitting right here right now, and Commissioner asked him to get up on the board and diagram 11 offensive players and 11 defensive players, number one, he couldn't do that. (laughs) He couldn't draw up a pro offense, a slide set. He couldn't give me a pro set. He couldn't give me a split near backs. Doug Marone is a Syracuse grad. Now he's head coach at Syracuse. He kind of stuck up for Cirillo a little bit. He was going to try to show him the way. As soon as Doug Marone left, we begged Doug to take the guy with him back to Syracuse and give him position. Doug said, no, he's staying right here. So the offense has had enough of Cirillo. That's one That's one of the quotes. Uh, so, uh, Isn't there a quote where he just goes like, no, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> First, we had to take a trip as a staff out to Vegas to see some Las Vegas shows with our wives. Here comes Cirillo, pulls up in two limos, and two girls get out of each limo. He just declared bankruptcy, but he can go buy, get two limos. I'm going to be reminded of a couple of minutes, in a couple of minutes, how dumb I am. The red light, uh, the red light going off. He come, let's see, uh... A week after the season ends, it's Friday night. I'm saying not more than a week after the Super Bowl. Sean calls me. He said Mike Cirillo's fiance was just in a terrible car accident down in Oklahoma. The truck overturned. The child got thrown from the car. He was drowned in a pond. Sean has gotten emotional. Listen, I said, Sean, that never happens. That never happened. He gets Peyton gets pissed off. How could you say such a thing? It never happened. Just relax. Give me 20 minutes. Cirillo is a liar. I call Cirillo back 
immediately. Mike, this is Coach Vin. I'm sorry to hear what happened. Well, listen, here's what we know what to do right now. I talked to Mr. Benton. His plane is in the air, fueled up to get you to know, to come get you in Norman, Oklahoma. No, no, wait, Coach, wait. No, wait. I've got more details. Mike, we just got the details that your, your fiancé was in a fatal car accident. No, 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 just wait. Well, Mike, does your fiancé have a sister? This goes on for 10 minutes. I hang up. Listen, Mike, before I hang up, you better call Coach Payton and explain to him that you're a li- liar. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bat, bada boom. Sean calls back and he says, well, you're right. He's a liar. This is the fourth. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on. I could, it's, it, this, this Cirillo thing, it, just, it, it goes on and on and on. But when you say bada bing, bada boom, bada bat, and you're talking about a guy, like I just feel like Cirillo, he's got to go through. He's got to, like, I know Brandon Brenner was awful, but I vote Cirillo. Dave? Hey. Who are you going with? Um, Brenner was so bad, though. My God, he was so bad. But Cirillo was like drinking cancer. It was are like. Are they both locked up? Are they both locked up? No. Or just Browner. No, Cirillo's working for the NFL, I think. Um, so, yeah. You know, after much uh, considerate... By the way, when did Vitt say all that stuff? 2012. But, like, to who? Like, in what context? That was... Uh, that was the grand jury or the judge or whatever, right? That was oh, his okay. deposition. That was, yeah. That was his... Um, let me see, because that thing, this is like the... Whatever. Anyway, I mean, Browner was, Browner was a... <laughs> Paul, it was the Paul Tagliabue bounty hearing. It was when Paul Tagliabue oh, okay. was the arbiter for the players. Yeah, that, that, might have been, that might have been the testimony that, uh, that got everybody's suspensions reduced. <laughs> um, I, uh, Here's I a question Brown- before you answer. <laughs> d- d- does it make Browner's case better or worse? That he tried to fight lines yelling in the locker room. Uh, makes <laughs> be- better, better to get picked or better not to get picked for this. Yeah, that's the question. Or as I like to call uh, him, Lions McKelvin. McElveen. <laughs> I like to merge him with the old uh, Buffalo Bills returner for some reason. That escapes me. Anyway. Browner was a disaster, but he was only a disaster for a year, and uh, the Saints were smart enough to get rid of his ass. Um, and now he's locked up in prison, and you know he he may never uh, see the light of day ever again. Um, I'm, Chris Chris and uh, Endo makes a good point. Did Cerullo ever try to murder someone? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He didn't. But, I don't know, man. But, that play. What was that play where where uh, the Washington running back on a screen and and Brandon Browner blew up some Saints player? On the field, you know oh, what I'm talking yes. about, Andrew. I remember yes. that. Yeah, Where? the friendly fire. Yeah, yeah, friendly fire. So, he, so, but Cerullo never uh, did no, that. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going with Cerullo though. I mean, he obviously single-handedly fucked the Saints over for multiple years. <laughs> There's, you know, Super Bowl run. So, I'm going Brandon Browner because I think the Saints have just been flagged again just because we're talking about Brown. <laughs> Man, to show you how dumb Twitter can be, when we were building this bracket, I got into an argument with people on Twitter, and there was three, four, five people that were arguing me with me that Brandon Browner wasn't a bust because his cap hit wasn't that big, and yada yada yada. I was like, Yeah, I, I should, I should, we should have let him win the championship just as a f you to those people. <laughs> we should. We should have. All right, so our last matchup. But Cerullo to... goes goes through two one. Man, these match. This is the last matchup for tonight. The five. When Ralph says Cerullo, because I just assume that he's trying to say my name and he's just saying it wrong, and so I get really confused. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> trying to say Cariello, but I'm having a seizure. No, I just think you're being Ralph, and you're trying to say Cariello, and, and you just fuck it up and you just say Cerullo instead. <sighs> I no, need to no put that on a shirt. I just think you're being Ralph. <laughs> we should do that as a tier for the podcast. You can get the you can get that. I just think you're being Ralph T shirt. It could be like the seventy five dollar gold level. Uh yeah, I could sell that to my mom and your mom. 
mm-hmm. my mom. My mom. Maybe, so maybe my dad. My yeah. dad is a. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, Dave, but my dad is now a seven dollar a month donator guy. I did not. I did not. I, I've got a couple of friends here that I've turned into uh, regular listeners, and uh, I think I, and one of them is now uh, a patron also. So um, yes. nice. So I get a lot of. I get a lot of. Every time I run into them, you know, I get a lot of feedback. Do it, people. And here's the thing. You get a podcast every day, but... Ralph, Ralph gets a lot of feedback every time he speaks into his microphone, right. apparently. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, um... Also, Ralph, in the chat, just so you know, we uh, were talking about how you need to have a dial-up um, sound effect so you can <laughs> use that when the audio is bad. I need, you know what I need? I need the, um, like when we have technical problems, I need that, that like 1970s music that they play, like when they would c- put the color bars up on the screen, you know, that like uh, technical difficulty music. But um, no, what I was going to say is if you do the podcast every day, if you pay $7, you get, it every, pod, you get the podcast every day. But also, too, is patrons. I'm going to put up a poll soon. We reached one of the milestones of, of if we got to $600 a month uh, of support for patrons, that we would do a fantasy show. Uh, one, of the, one of the daily shows we do would be a fantasy show. But I'm not sure if our... Listeners, would they pref- the patrons would they prefer a fantasy based fifteen minute show, Andrew, or a gambling one, or both? Probably so, gambling. So or, I'm gonna or or a beer podcast. I could do too. So I'll put a put a we we doing a poll for that. We have a little time because that's obviously only during the football season. Um, I taste all different kinds of beers. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that we could have a we could hey man the way that people love these brackets we could do a beer bracket in the middle of June when we're trying to kill time before camp starts. Don't put oh, it past finally a bracket where I'm just going to talk and talk and 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 you guys will just only only offer mild insight. <laughs> so here's the last the last matchup tonight. Junior Galette extension the 5 seed versus 12 cut Mike Carney on his wedding day. Andrew, who you got? What was I'm the first going, one? Junior Galette, Galette extension. extension. Oh, see, I, I, you know I think we're Gal- still paying Galette. Yeah, cut the check, Mickey. It's like Bobby Bonilla in the Mets. <laughs> you know, junior, the Junior Galette <laughs> extension gave us gave us uh, the belt thing. It gave us Dave's detective work. Um, it gave us. I mean, Dave, that was the. It was that? Do you think that was the peak of your time at Canal Street Chronicles? Like the collage of Junior Galette and the belt. Like um, it was. It was one of the highlights. You know, I have. I have a few highlights, but that was. That was definitely one of them. Also, I feel like it, 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 the experience of the bad karma that ensued for Junior Galette in the wake of getting cut was almost worth him getting the extension. <laughs> I mean, mean, he's kind of been through career hell since he got cut by the Saints. So, um, Karma got back to him. I mean, I don't know. I I just think cutting Carney on his wedding day. So, one of them is just business. The other one is terrible business, right? So, if you're evaluating (laughs) it's just under sheer, like, dollars and cents or how it affected the business, the brand, like the junior Galette extension is way worse. I mean, you're judging this. If you're judging this based on like personal, like, I mean, junior Galette was, it was the right move to extend him because he was a 12 sack guy. And he was, he was, I mean, I don't think anyone was furious when he got the extension at first. No one knew he was going to go crazy, but carding, cutting Carney on his wedding day is just, it's just such a dick move. (laughs) <laughs> it is. The that, thing that is, guys, that guy's like uh, they should have cut Junior Galette on his wedding day, not Carney. The <laughs> thing was when when the when Pittsburgh traded Antonio Brown, they put up a graphic on ESPN, and I think Junior Galette was the biggest hit ever for dead money at one time until the Steelers traded Antonio Brown. Because Junior, when the Saints had to cut Junior, it was like. 18 point something of dead money that hit the cap immediately. I, uh, I'm going Carney because once the Saints cut Gallette, the wealth of jokes that he gave us between the belt, 
the injuries, the drunk rant, cut the check, Mickey, um, the the assault thing where he threw some woman out of his house, and then let we lest we not forget, there was another thing I was about to bring up. There was. Dave, Cat Terrell Nobel the Nobel Prize investigation piece by Cat Terrell that was just glorious about him fighting people in the locker room. Oh no 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 no! I know what it was. I was gonna say it was the burner account. It was the burner Twitter account where he started to air the <laughs> dirty laundry of all the Saints players one by one. Um, I mean, that was almost worth it for me. So I, I, I'm and I love Mike Carney. I, I'm still pissed at Sean Payton about that. I mean, if Junior Gallet, if he wins this tournament, you think if I invited him on, he'd come on the show? Yes. No. Not if you told him who I was. <laughs> <laughs> have you you guys have seen uh, you guys have seen Happy Gilmore, right? Where the guy like Happy Gilmore calls the the killer guy, and then he's like, "I'm really sorry about what I did to you," and then he crosses his name off the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Steve, Dave, is, Steve Buscemi. Dave is definitely on uh, Junior Gallet's list. <laughs> It's got to be Galette here. I know cutting a guy on his wedding day is bad, but I mean the junior uh, yeah. the junior Galette was like a nuclear bomb on the cap. <laughs> Not to mention yeah, all the, I mean I'm, the jokes and stuff were great, but it was a it was literally like just destroyed their cap in a way that like Loomis even like had trouble digging out of it and making Loomis math work. Yeah, I, I'm I'm voting for Galette, and it's. For that exact reason, Ralph. He took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, who who, who knows what the Saints could have done, uh, you know, during those years if they had uh, a bunch of that money freed up. Yeah. So so uh, of the four we picked today, uh, Galette is the only um, non-upset. Yeah. So Cerullo, Pyramid Scheme, and Nick Fairley are all upsets. Yeah, it's a still it's a it's a strong. I mean, second round games is Hauser pyramid scheme, Nick Fairley's extension, Cirillo allowing Cirillo in the building, Junior Galec extension. That's that's strong. It's a strong elite eight. We'll get to the other four um, next week. Andrew, do we have questions in the chat room before we get on out of here? Um, no, just a lot of hilarious comments. <laughs> People. Uh, People love the um, people love this bracket, you know. Oh, and I I, for, I I forgot to give credit to someone, but they went through the bracket and they were like, and they and they asked me, do you think not having Rob Ninkovich in the bracket is an oversight? And I have to say, yeah, Andrew, I, that cutting Rob Ninkovich that that's that should have been in the thirty-two, don't you think? The one that got away. I mean, I think I think I don't know. Would he have been as good with Joe Vitt teaching him for his entire career? Ooh, roasted, <laughs> roasted. I mean, I mean, sh- should it re- should it really be letting Vitt teach linebackers? Should that shouldn't that be? <laughs> I forgot about that. I was going to bring that up. I was talking to people, and we were trying to figure out, you know, because the Saints. You know, they drafted uh, Caden Ellis from Idaho, another linebacker, late pick. So it doesn't really, you know, not like he'll be, if he flops, it's not a bust. But we were trying to figure out the last time the Saints picked a really good linebacker. And we had to go uh, all the way back to Winford Tubbs in the mid-fucking-90s. I mean, Anzalone, I wouldn't qualify him as good yet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, who? Uh, who, uh, who did you just say? Uh, I think I said this guy. Anzalone. But, I, I mean, Andrew, I can make a case that Anzalone's the best Saints linebacker picked since the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> I mean, they've had, like, three different scouting staffs. Two Col- different... Colby, Bach- Colby Bachwald wants the word... <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, James Allen had that touchdown against Tampa that one time. 
Oh, oh God! Oh yeah, on the on the on the fake punt pass that was thrown right to him. Yeah. Well, it was a yeah. bo- it was a botched punt. A botched they, the, snap. Yeah. 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 Uh, good times. But we could just we, we could just we spin Twitter questions. We could just spin the wheel and take a terrible linebacker. Go with the Twitter questions question so we can get out of here. All right. Uh, he uh, Tom Stewart wants to know who gets cut from the draft picks. The dude from Rutgers, the safety, he is Dunzo. <laughs> Dave, you. I ever... don't even. I don't even know his name. Caleb he's, Saquon Hampton. Yeah, he's Dunzo. I don't know. Um, so there's only there's only room in this league for one once good Saquon. <laughs> and it ain't the guy from Rutgers. No. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to tell everybody about my bookie. Between their in their live in game betting, endless props. I think you mean. I, I think you mean. Little my bookie. Little my bookie, yeah. The between endless props and fantasy sports wager, there's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sports book business. They've been good to us and I know they'll be good to you. They're they're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HAPPY25 when creating your account to claim a fifty percent bonus. Uh Laying down 100, you get an extra 50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Promo code HAPPY25. You play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, Andrew, continue with the questions. Yeah, um, on, on the linebacker topic, Crowded Animal said Kyrie Fort was great at falling asleep during team meetings. You know, I think he probably dipped in the Sean Payton's Vicodin stash thinking it was no-dose. I bet that's what happened. <laughs> um, so uh, Fred Zilla wants to know uh, what UDFA will we be lusting after come training camp? We, we kind of touched on this, but uh, I think right now the – the odds on favor it's the two running backs people really like the dude from nebraska no, no. lil jordan lil jordan I'm yeah well except for dave yeah but uh and then there's uh the kennesaw running back um i forget his name too but he he's the little dude from kennesaw who has like ungodly stats like 10 yards yeah carry i mean the thing career. about the thing about preseason running backs is all it takes is one 20 yard run in the last five minutes of the game in week one, and we're all over it. You know? Didn't Lawrence Taylor also fall asleep in, me- in team meetings? Yeah, he did. And Bill, Bill, Bill Parcells let him sleep and probably put a pillow by his head because he could do whatever he want because he was LT. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie Fort's got a long way to go before he's allowed to sleep in meetings. <laughs> <sighs> Like, 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 actually getting on the field during a regular season game. That would. That, let's start with that first. <laughs> so my my brother-in-law is listening, and he just texted me. That my he brother-in-law. Didn't, he he didn't. He's he's listening, and he said we didn't set up ducks in a row enough. He 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 doesn't understand or well, know what that is. Oh uh, well, we set it up in the first round. Yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're not very friendly to to first time listeners. Yeah, that's right. Ducks in a row. Basically, if you're new to this podcast, it's. Basically, it was an email that Sean Payton had sent to someone in the Saints organization when when they knew the NFL was investigating them, and he said, "Get all the ducks in a row." And Roger Goodell pointed to that email as saying that was Sean Payton lying and trying to cover up Bounty Gate, telling everybody to get their ducks in a row. Which I don't think that's very uh, nefarious at all. People at my work say that all the time. I think of it as nefarious, as horrible because of Bounty Gate. But ninety nine percent, ninety nine of a hundred people, if you said get your ducks in a row, I don't think they would find that nefarious at all. Yeah, and I like saying the word nefarious. It makes me sound fancy. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does um... multiple times tonight. So, uh, Crescendo wants to know, what's more. the percentage of Taysom Hill special plays this year? I mean, I think it's probably... 10%. This... 10%. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 20 because what? I think I think the what? Saints... I think the Saints are going to be struggling more this year. They're not going to be a 13-win team. They're going to be like a 9-10 win team. And I think Sean Payton's going to have to go to the well to win games. Whereas last year, he sort of hid Taysom Hill after a certain point, and they didn't use him as much, and they sort of saved a little bit of it, you know. 
Um, so I think they're going to use him more because they're going to need to. They're going to need him more. So twenty percent of all the plays the Saints run on offense this year are going to be Taysom Hill trick plays. Yes, I'm here for that. I'm one, here for that. One, one out of every five plays that the Saints run is going to be a Taysom Hill trick play. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. We, so this this Kennesaw running back is popular. We've got one guy asking if he's the next Pierre. And then a crowded animal uh, says that he's the next Traveris Cadet. So oh that, that seems to be it, popular. <laughs> it's, sorry, Jed, Jed Pendergrass thinks he's he's asking, will this be the next Pierre? And crowded animal said he'd be the next Traveris Cadet. So we've got a we've got some deferring opinions. Yeah, on that guy. he could be somewhere in the somewhere Darnell in the, Holland, somewhere in the middle. But he's got a four three eight forty. Yeah, he averaged ten yards a carry in college. Like, you should Whoa. look at his stats. They, he averaged, he averaged tw- almost twelve yards last season. Wait, on here's eight, here's a, eighty carries. Dave, yeah. this this would make you really excited. I did not catch this. Uh, is this accurate? The Mecca Fredzilla said, with the Pelicans stealing the Suns' fabled head trainer, how soon before the Saints are asking if they can borrow him? Is that accurate? Did they steal the? That, yes, yes, that Dude, happened today. The, the that is a huge. The, I cannot stress it, enough. It's another, another step for Anthony Davis staying in, in New Orleans. Seriously, Phoenix, their training staff is literally is the gold standard of the of the NBA. They got. How, how um, do you know this? How do you know this? Be, who's the Who's the point guard? The, the little white point guard that won all the MVPs. Nash. Uh, Nash at Dallas, his back was kind of a mess. He went to Phoenix, won three straight MVPs. Phoenix, Grant Hill wrecked his foot in Orlando, was never the same. He went to Phoenix. Phoenix fixed him, and he became like a really good NBA player that could play 20, 25 minutes at a time. They got Shaq's feet fixed at the end of his career. Like, Phoenix's head trainer is like a magician with. People. Like I am Man, not. I need to see this guy. I am not. I am not kidding. That that is a gargantuan move for the Pelicans, and they probably spent a ton of money to do that. That is. Ralph, do you think this guy could give you a second good hand? Maybe he could like <laughs> lay hands, like lay hands on me, a little bit of oil. Um, that little thing that that, that that thing that you told me to buy that like you you press and it like loosens up your muscles oh, like. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Theragun. The Theragun, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, no. I mean, Zilla, that's a that's a that's a huge move for the Pelicans, and the Saints will probably steal him. <laughs> so, um, so Endo says, "Good stuff. You guys are great. Of course we are. We love all of you people." So, um, let's wrap this up because I've got to edit three different audio files of the the the, the crash and nonsense that we had. Uh, with this show today thanks to everybody in the chat room seriously for sticking with us with our little technical issues uh we hope you enjoyed the show we enjoyed the live stream it's fun uh it gets a little dicey but it was good tonight we only had the one little issue uh thanks for sticking with us so for dave for andrew uh and kevin who was watching uh the the avengers movie uh until next week the bar is closed